TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. Ton to break down. We have the next best thing since sliced bread championship contender joining us right here in studio to break down all things Martinsville. I got myself a clock on Thursday in the modified race. That was pretty cool. We're going to break down Ty Gibbs moving his teammate out of the championship four for Phoenix. Uh, Chef Hill serving up some knuckle sandwiches on pit road after the race, as well as the hail melon. And then those championship four, four fighting for the big trophy. Stick around. This is Stagging Pennies. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're just out here stacking pennies. And we're in it. This is Stacking Pennies, uh, and I am Corey Joy, your 2022 modified Martinsville winner. Uh, joined to my right by now five-time championship four competing championship driver, next best thing since sliced bread, Joey Logano. What up? How you doing? I'm great. I'm Thanks great. for coming this in. Is, this is like old times here. I mean, who this who is... ever thought when we're all screwing around at the joy of seating, racing drift big wheels, that we'd be here today? Today, You Who's racing for a championship, now? me sitting here running my flapper, and him just sitting here. Just being a professional friend. Being a professional friend. Also <laughs> joined laughing by laughing now? <laughs> Ryan Flores, front tire changer for Ryan Blaney's Ford Mustang. Yep. Who, who had the idea to give us all microphones? That's there. Got them. I know. We got them. I know. Yeah. Suckers. <laughs> um, big week, buddy. It you is. had a front row seat. Let's just get, let's just talk about the elephant in the room, shall we? All right. We're well, going straight the to the hail Martinsville, melon. Huh? Straight there. Okay. The hail melon. Let's get yeah. it out of the way and then we'll talk about the other stuff. Let's do it. Let's do it. We so, want to talk about how amazing it was. How amazing it was. And I like. How much of the give a shit switch do you have to turn all the way off to just even do that? A fair amount. Uh, all the way. <laughs> yeah, a fair amount. Like if there's some it's, like some nozzles, like you can't leave any of them on. No. You crank all of them off. It's a like it's an all or nothing desperate move. And it, I tell you, it's something I've thought about. It's something all of us did when we were like eight years old racing video games and we didn't know how to go fast around Martinsville. What did we do? We put it up against the wall and we'd go wide open and you'd go fast. Uh, yeah, lay, lay a heater down. And Ross did it in real life. Do you think that it was premeditated? That, yeah, absolutely. He thought about this. This wasn't something that comes to your mind. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I've thought about doing this for years at other racetracks enough to practice it in the sim Yeah, uh, to, to do it. And But you have to be in a desperate position to do it. And on the radio, they said, need two. need two. He said, I got you, Aw. chief. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hit this fifth gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just laid on the fence. And like, okay, super cool, huge moment, right? It went really, really well. It could have gone really, really wrong with just a couple things different. Can you lean up for a second? I know. Well, okay, here I am. Okay, is this me? You're laying the. You're oh, labeling me as the wall cop. <laughs> okay. To have a segue here if you need it. All right. No, let me ask you. <laughs> I didn't. Let me I didn't, ask you. This makes sense. I, I didn't come up with this. I don't know how I ended up being the wall cop. Someone asked my opinion. I gave my opinion. Uh, Merriman. It's here all I am Merriman. again. You want to be mad? That's, that's Merriman. Just lay that, it there. That wasn't me. All I'm saying is. Ross gets out of the car and he says his eggs are scrambled. Right. That can't be a good thing, for one. If the car climbs up on the wall, there's a bad thing for safety for not only Ross, but the fans sitting there. Mm. That's not necessarily a good thing. Janie was right there by the fence. Yep. Lord knows we about lost our producer. That could have happened. 
Had it had taken a week or two off of the show. And here's the other thing: like it was cool. We went past a bunch of cars. If you do nothing about this, what happens the next time we go to a racetrack where that can happen? Which might be this weekend. Who knows? But rumor has it some guys are messing around with the simulator. I've heard. And so, like, is that? What I we think you're see? dumb. Do we want to see 40 cars laid up against the wall in the last lap? Of a race is that what we want our ends of the races to look I, like? I don't think so. I think there's only 36 cars we want to feed. Whatever, <laughs> all of them, the rest uh, of them. <laughs> like I don't know. I, it's, Do you know how big of an ass stream I would get for if I put my car on the fence? If he like, won, probably like not. 21st. Well, well, if he did for 21st, probably not. Yeah, I just think that but as the leader, you have to do it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to defend it for sure. You to defend it. The only way to defend it is to do it. He came by you so fast it? where it was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's only Tuesday. <laughs> I think watching that video, your in-car was the best. Because he kind of, kind of where he spit out. Yeah. But, like, you can tell that, like, as much of a video game move as it is, right, everybody looks at every angle of sports. So, like, with the way Coleman was like, I guess it really does work. <laughs> I'm like, okay, they've looked at it. Like, hey, yeah. what do you think about this? And – yeah, it it but yeah, you open a can of worms. As cool as it was, you don't want it to become the norm. I but because yeah, it's but like every want... truck race, every Xfinity race, all like everybody watched the can of worms is open now, right? Like now we all know it's a move that is possible. As much it may hurt, it may be very risky. You may only do it in a desperate situation, but it's there and it's available and it's gonna happen a lot. I don't disagree with that take because there's definitely a valid argument to be made about safety, right? I mean, it's just bizarre when you're going 125 miles an hour in the middle of the corner at Martinsville. But I'm like, you know what, boys? I'm going to try it in the simulator. I, yesterday we were there, and I'm, we were validating tires. And sure enough, grab fifth gear, put it up against the fence, I run an 1885. Yeah. Same, I'm like, And was it hard to do? No. No. You're you right. You just floor it. What are you talking you about? You just got to have big cojones. Which Ross had, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> melons, bro. <Dude. laughs> like, melons. I, like, I just don't know if you – like, you have to know. You have to know that that is in your bag. You have to know how much it's worth, I think. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, how do you know until you do it? I mean, you kind of did it to Sim, and it actually lined up. It's worth two seconds, right, or, or a second and a half. Yeah. <clears throat> At the end of the day, there's guys that drove into turn three knowing that their championships were – championship hopes were over. Right, yeah. and they were okay with that. And then there's one guy that drove in the turn three, and he said, "I'm not okay with it." I, and that's what you get. That's I, I, why I say it. More power to Ross. Like, yeah, it was like awesome that he was willing to do it. So Kevin, but Harvick, now it's there. Kevin Harvick says, "Absolutely no way this works in the old car." You you think it would work in the old? Absolutely car. Absolutely would. What? He only, only got to do it one corner. Yeah, I don't know if it's as advantageous, but I do think it could work for a corner. Yeah, we but it cuts the tire down. You're already next to the wall. We watched before you came in here on the Xfinity car, which is the closest thing that we have to the old car. And Sheldon Creed tried it at Darlington. Now the speed right. variation in the middle of the corner isn't as much. So he like ran out of steam in the last third of the corner. Right. Like it was good, good, good. And then it just ran out of steam. But he had a flat going into the corner, didn't left he? Rear. I think so. So you don't he have had another. Going in, he had a left rear flat. So he had no real no drive. drive. Yeah. Mm. So that's apples and oranges. Yeah. The closest comparison is. Kyle Larson doing it in the cup race in the cup race. And if Denny didn't go defend it and Kyle didn't lift. Yeah. He's gone. Like now, what do you gone. think about Kyle Larson saying that it's embarrassing when he was the first one that did it? Well, I mean, he was honest about the way I, I appreciate honesty. Like if that's yeah. the way you feel, like I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. 
do I think if we did this every week and it happened all the time? Yeah, it, I would agree with Larson on that. For the one time, I don't think it's bad, and it's something we're all talking about, and it's it was an awesome move. And, and I said, I don't want to take anything away from what Ross did. It's super cool. But the next time it happens, it's just not as cool. And then all of a sudden, you're losing the integrity of what racing is. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with if that. If that makes me the wall cop, so freaking be it, <laughs> okay? But that's how I feel about it. License and registration. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that's up there? When you think of an all-time great NASCAR move. Oh, it's up there. Of? It's up there. It, and, and this is okay. I can get a little on both sides of this. For one, it's up there because of what was on the line and how he did it. Super awesome. Is it challenging to do? It's challenging to make your self do it yes it's not actually challenging to execute the move yes but to make your mind okay with doing this bro that's dancing with the devil special person (laughs) (laughs) i've said on the show multiple times roscoe shark mode sometimes oh yeah like his eyes will roll back and he'll go get that seal whether it's a six car in front of him whether it's denny hamlin it seems like you're like ross what are you doing and then this opportunity, hey, it worked out. Went shark mode, made the it made worked. the championship four. And it's all right. Like he says, his eggs are scrambled, but he's never really sunny side up anyway. <laughs> you're not wrong. Just being honest. Like, no, you're not I, wrong. I just think it's yeah. an incredible thing. How about like for his team? Like I oh, think that yeah. was like the one of the coolest things is that like they go in their corner like oh man yeah. like we're not gonna make it and then all of a sudden Justin Marshall wait what oh, oh shit <laughs> <laughs> what just happened gosh and also there's so many things wrapped up into that right the, the the move up against putting up there passing four or five cars getting the right amount of points but passing the eleven was poetic justice oh yeah in its own but it also by proxy, knocked the nine out of ownership mm-hmm. uh, championship, which right. is bizarre that there's not a Hendrick car fighting for. No, there is. The there five is yeah, owners. Five. Yeah, fives and owners, nines and drivers. Yeah. A lot of storylines going in to Phoenix. How you right. feeling about it on a Tuesday? I feel really good, though, about it. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. And, and, and for a few reasons. One, we've had two and a half weeks to think about nothing but Phoenix. Mm. And if you only have a certain amount of time in the day, and everybody else has had to focus in on Miami and Martinsville to get there, where we had one quick conversation. Okay, yeah, let's go do that. That's fine. What about Phoenix? And we kept going on. That's where our mind has been the last two weeks. These guys just got done racing in Martinsville, and the car's got to be loaded up Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You don't have time. Meanwhile, your driver's doing media like we are right now all day today. Got media all day Thursday. They don't have the time to have the meetings and to talk about the little details. Strategies. And that's what it's going to come down to. That's what this race is about. They're all going to be fast. All four or five of us is going to be fast on the racetrack. The people, the human element is going to be the difference that's going to win the championship. And we have the advantage. It's plain and simple. We, we do. We've been here five times. We've won. We've lost. We've learned every time. And we have a two-week advantage over everybody. We're in the catbird seat. We are in position to win this thing this year. And you've won at Phoenix more than the other three guys combined. Boom. That's got to make you feel warm and fuzzy. That does feel good. 
feels good. So yeah, we confidence. just got to do our job now. That's He's it. feeling good. I'm feeling good. Well, dangerous. You're looking it, dangerous. Yeah. It's an easy, like everybody always says, well, you want to win this one because you can work on it. You, you want to win what, homes yeah. or whatever the it first race is. It used to be Martinsville. Martinsville. Now it's yeah. Vegas. Right? But like it, it feels a lot like 2018 to me, having that ability and time to focus in. And it's maybe even more important because the car's got to be loaded up sooner. How much time do you spend in just meetings talking about strategy versus putting a lot of weight into your simulation simulator time? Uh, no time in the simulator. I'll just meet meetings. I, I'm not a big simulator guy. If I'm being honest, I never go to it. Yeah. I don't. I don't see much gains for for me um, as a driver and as a team. We're just not that team. Right? Some teams, you know, live and die by the sim. Uh, we are not that team. Paul's not that guy. I'm not that driver. Uh, we, we just haven't been. Um, we, we really go off of what we've done in the in the past and and what is actual, you know, facts that we've done. Now there's a lot of simulation work. Maybe not the driver in the loop sim, but yeah. the the actual sim. Yeah, we we work with that some, but uh, it, it's really we are a very old school race team when it comes to that stuff. Um, you know, Paul Paul's that way, and he. he he does a very good job at that, and uh, it, it's a different way of doing it. And there's definitely differences within Team Penske and each crew chief on the way they approach in a lot of ways, right? And I'm coming from Todd Gordon, who used to be my crew chief, who was huge on on sim stuff, right? That that's he lived and died by the sim. And Paul is the polar opposite, and it's fun to see both sides of that. And I can kind of plug in a little bit of both now. It's actually helped me become a better driver. So you ran eighth the first race there. Do you throw that setup on the board? You throw a Loudon setup on the board. You throw what you learned maybe at Martinsville on the board. Like, what are you looking at to – we get an hour practice down there, so you can kind of tweak on your stuff, go back to your teammates and figure out a better direction. But, like, what are you trying to hodgepodge together and trying to find the strengths and strengthen up weaknesses for your Phoenix? Group? Absolutely. You you said it. You look at it a Loudon. You look at a Gateway. You look at what Phoenix was. You – Martinsville is kind of a beast of its own, but you can look a little couple things here and there, um, you know, and, and then even like what you learn at the mile and a half, right? I mean, this, this racetrack's kind of, it's a tweener. It's confused it's on what it wants to be, right? Yes. Like, is it a short track? Is it a, it's, a a speed? Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's confused. It's going through its awkward years. <laughs> <laughs> so, like it's, you, you kind of take a little bit of all that and say, okay, here's what we think is going to be best. Here's some changes we want to go through and try during practice and like i said we've had the time to really think that stuff through on what those are going to be um right and then we'll think them through all the way to the end right we'll use all the time we got but it's nice to have those conversations done before how busy this week gets for everybody you're notoriously a guy that fires off and you won the first dirt race of bristol right you won the first race of the coliseum you seem to be a guy that just jumps in and is automatically fast is one hour of practice, is that going to help some teams more than others? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's going to make the field closer. That's one thing we've always seen with practice, right, is that when when everyone has time to work on their car, the whole field might be a half second apart, and before you know it, they're three-tenths apart, right? And, and Because the good cars can only get this much better, and the, the team cars. bad cars get a, yeah. a lot better, right? right? So it, it's... It's going to make the field closer, um, which, once again, going back to the details in the race, yeah. it's going to be won and lost on details. And so the the practice is okay. It's it's probably it's a good thing. Um, you know, I, I feel like one of Paul's 
uh, biggest strengths is tuning the car um, throughout practice. And we really never got to do that a whole bunch because we had three races of that before COVID started, right? When I first started working with Paul. And then ever since then, it's been limited practice. And this actually kind of opens his, his hands up a little bit to be able to actually tune on the car a little bit. And, and you know what's funny is you don't realize how much you miss practice and like how fun practices oh yeah yeah like a lot i love it now like we get to practice like gateway that's really the last time i really get to do this i had a blast there's 50 minutes of just like trying thrashing stuff. trying this yeah. Yeah, back in communicating as fast as you can and then afterwards you had all this stuff to look at and like uh-huh. really go through boy yeah. that was a fun time I agree. when you say it like that and you look at gateway look at the coliseum look at bristol dirt last year those are places where we have gotten practice Right. So you guys have worked and made your car better together. So, yeah, that's a good point when you bring yeah, that up. I sounds, haven't thought about sounds that. Sounds better when you say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> talk you talk right, right into I'm this. I'm feeling better by yeah. the second Just, over here. <laughs> <laughs> Blow it right up there, will you? I was watching oh. the uh, Race for the Championship docuseries, and they had the uh, kickball tournament on there. That's what I heard. You know you know what I realized? I told Brittany this after I watched it, and I said, you know what? I said, you know when you think you're doing something like pretty good but then you see yourself on tv and you're like oh my god did you think about that what happened to me in kickball yes i was like i realized like my leg doesn't go up as high as i thought it did it feels like it's going way higher when i kick and then i realized that's why i can't kick a home run worth of crap well you need some steel toe boots like i needed that like cendric but i also needed some ability like you guys and and i after watching it it was like uh oh I am not athletic at all. Well, but, well I, I don't yeah. know if you realize this or not. There's three guys at this table. Only one of them's raced for a championship, yeah. and that's you, yeah. my friend. I can so drive a car good. I got are, that part. You are damn good at doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got my butt kicked by you guys since we were kids on everything uh-huh. else. <laughs> not ping pong. Ping pong. Ping pong I can guy. hang. Foosball, you're in trouble. Uh-huh. Any little table sport, I got that. Dude. Anything that actually takes, like, ability only no. you can appreciate <laughs> Coordination. This, but Coordination. Since we're you, talking got, about, you got the ability. Since we're talking about race for the championship, when he hit the fence at Talladega, like right when he hit the fence at Talladega, Mule turns to me, your long term, your long time yeah, yeah. tire guy, that's our tire right now, and he says, "Good thing his life insurance paid up. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't miss a beat." <laughs> so correct, oh, right, yeah. right there. Like, good thing. I always send an email to my guy before speedway races, like, "Hey, we're good, right? Okay, cool." <laughs> there is, I think we've talked about it on the show of like now just making the championship four is a admirable feat in itself, right? It's not the ultimate goal you want to achieve, but there are everybody else in the field that's never even made a championship before with the opportunity to compete for a championship. You've made it now five times. How much weight do you think? And when it comes to 15 years down the road for Hall of Fame, like not even Joey Logano, talking Denny Hamlin, talking Chase Elliott, Mm Right, how much can, how much weight should be put into how many opportunities you've given yourself to be in the championship for? I'm probably too close to the fire to answer that right now because it's not the goal. Yeah. Right? Like it's just one stepping stone closer to the goal. The goal is to win the championship. And coming from somebody that's been there and won and has been there and lost, being in the championship for and losing is awful it sucks like it doesn't mean anything right like okay cool you were there you were close all right but nobody cares when when you're still in the hunt and it still hurts Mm. when you lose you can't look at making the championship for a success 
And I feel like that's what's making our team uh, uh, maybe a little in a little better spot this week than others is that I feel like there's a couple that are just excited that they made it. And it is an accomplishment to make it. But our team just doesn't look at it like that. It's just one more step closer to the goal. We can still lose. And it's gonna it would really hurt on Sunday night. So like, you won, obviously, in 2018. <clears throat> Which one of the th- other three hurt the most? 2020. Why? 2020 was the one that hurt the most. And, and gosh, you remember how you lose every single one of these things. But 2020... We're out there running down Chase, coming to a green flag cycle in the final stage, ran right down to him, pitted, executed the pit stop, came out in front of him by like a second, second and a half maybe. We're in position to win this thing. Just ran him down in the long haul. Now there's like 30-something laps to go. Everything's good. All right, we, we did our job. We executed the race. Everything perfectly. What happens? Cars comes Can't up. see where I'm going. Car's shaking. Oh, no, loose wheel. No. Still don't know what it was. Gremlins. Still don't know what it was. That possum. That Car's found shaking way. like crazy. Can't see. Tight as can be. Fall all the way back to fourth place. Oh, no. Finished third in the, in the championship. Really? There's That is the number one thing that drives me. Because that, it's to, to, just talking about now, pisses me off. That's what I was trying to do. That freaking close and you do everything right and then something you can't control takes you out of it. Yeah. That's life. It's sports. I get it. But it hurts. You and can't hide from that. It, it's just, it's very, very frustrating. So this is revenge. To me, I look at this week as this, it's revenge for 2020 because I feel like we should have won that. We did everything as a team we were supposed to do, and now we're back in the same spot. Let's just do it Do it again. Mm. That's how I feel. Revenge tour. Revenge. revenge. That's it. Sweet jump through this table like a Buffalo Bills pregame. That's a good. Like that? That's good. a good segue. <laughs> that's how I feel all week long. By the way, <laughs> speaking of revenge, that's a good segue to your old team and Ty Gibbs dumping his teammate at Marnsville. Now you've been in the middle of teammate controversy, whether it be the Daytona 500 or plenty of other things. What is your take on what happened at the end there? All right, <laughs> hit us with it. Let me just say, as a disclaimer to start. I've made a lot of mistakes, and when you're racing at this level in a good car at a young age, you grow and learn in front of everybody. On live television. And everybody's going to have a judgment because you've all made stupid decisions He's when you're at you 19 too. or 20 years old or however old Ty is. I don't know how yeah, old 19, he is. 19, I think. Nin- is it? Okay. We've, we've done some stupid things. We've done some really dumb things. But... You did it in your in your high school, or you did it at, uh, with, your, with your small group of friends. Yeah. And eventually, people forget about that. This will be in the record books. People will talk about it for a long, long time. It's going to be a highlight. Every time an Xfinity race starts at Martinsville, every time you get close to the end of the playoffs, anytime someone talks about their teammate, this conversation comes up. That sucks. And it sucks for Ty. Uh, not that I'm taking Ty's side on this whole thing. I'm just saying I've been in this position before. I've made poor decisions. I've had to live with them for a long, long time to the point that I still freaking see them every time you come to one of these races. Or now I get nervous when Hudson's got the controller on YouTube that he's going to see something stupid that dad did, right? But that's that's the choices I've made, right? And it's the decisions I made by being a race car driver and putting myself in that spot. 
that's okay. Now, do I agree with Ty did? No, no. The, <laughs> the goal for me, I was in the same exact position, but in the Cup Series, right, this weekend. The goal was keep momentum, have good pit stops, don't lose the crew chief by any, any mistakes, and don't piss anybody off. Yeah. That was it. We accomplished all that and finished sixth, right? Like, so that's kind of what it was. Okay, good. We did that. Ty was on kill mode. <laughs> From the drop of the rag. Ready to go. And I don't think that puts you in the best position to win the championship. I've been through this before. It didn't even make it to the final round with Kenseth, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that was probably the best year. That's a, that's a running joke everybody. on the show. What? Every time Matt Kenseth's name's brought up on the show. I go, shit, he pulled in Martinsville. Because <laughs> it all stemmed from it's we were talking about Hall of Fame stuff, Hall like fame like stuff. March, and yeah. that every yeah. time Matt Matt's name came up. So I'm, I'm glad you on that. By I'm the glad way. you. I'm, uh, I, lived <laughs> I lived it. But but I also put myself in that spot for no reason. The going back, looking at it, did the whole thing kind of come down? Like, did I have to win Kansas that day? No, I didn't have to win. I already won two races in that round. I just wanted to win three in a row. Yeah, I thought that was a cool thing. Step on the throat and. I just got fenced, and I said, well, okay, you're going to fence me. Here we go. And looking back at it after I didn't even make it to the championship four and we won six races that year is like, what a missed opportunity. We've talked about this before. I trade that for a championship four appearance all day. Well, the driving part is one thing, but the thing that shows maturity, and you've talked about it before, is how you handled yourself after. You said that you wish you would have handled your interview or maybe called him that week differently. You would do that now. Absolutely. Than you would have been. Absolutely. Who, who do you think, because Ty's in a unique spot because granddad's the owner. Dad is essentially the president of the team. We're not sitting here arguing if Ty has the ability or the speed to be a damn good race car driver because he's shown both of that. His situational awareness is about zero. Who is in charge or who should take responsibility to help teach Ty? Like, hey, man, let's see the forest through the trees here. Well, not, not my job, right? Not not any of our jobs to do that, right? It's not my job to to grow race car drivers. It's my job to kick their ass, right? Like that's yeah. that's what my job is. So Joey's locked. In. I don't locked care. In. Love that. I am. I'm locked in this week, guys. <laughs> guys look out. Blood. Look out. Yes. Um, but I, I I don't know. I mean, I I don't know, right? You you lean on the people you're closest to in hopes that they're honest with you. Right, like you don't want to have people around you that just tell you what you want to hear. Speaking of honest, did you see Jesus was walking around? Oh God, <laughs> standing next to the car. Oh my goodness! But dude, like <laughs> that was so funny, dude. Strategically, who was that guy? I don't know. Jesus, <laughs> okay. second coming. Strategically, and it's, it just so hel- it just so helps that it's Halloween weekend, so like we uh, didn't look too out imagine? of place. Oh, oh man, Lord. I love this sport. I love I it. Did. I love it. You lo- I, mean, I love that stuff. I mean, it is, it's the turnaround awesome. time is amazing. Watching was like, this is amazing. <laughs> no, like that guy legitimately quick-witted as Ross Chastain was like, oh, ding. You know what? I'm going to dress up as Jesus go to the racetrack tomorrow. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. But like, dude, Ty, you much rather want to be racing against the 19 than another, than a, a Chevy. Like, hey, I want, I know I can beat the 19. I beat them all year in the same equipment. Right. right, I'm gonna give somebody else an opportunity here instead of just leaving my teammate in front of me. That's but a tough like part with a teammate, and and racing teammates is always tricky, right? It, it, it's it's because you want to work together, but you still want to win, right? And the thing is, okay, Jones is moving on to to Junior's team next year. Okay, the the, t- the driver is moving on, so maybe they're looking at like he's not even on my team anymore. Okay, that's one way to look at it. But every person on the team 
is going to be there next year, right? Like the I would assume or the majority mm, yeah. or, or will be at Gibbs in some form or fashion. Right, right. And then when they go back to the shop, what happens? You got to choose a side, right? You gotta, oh, it's yeah. like when your friends get divorced. Mm. What are you going to do? You got to choose a side. It's kind of hard to be friends with both sides. It's eventually not going to work. Like you have to choose a side. And now the the whole company becomes divided. And you're like, well, which like, and, and, and it's a bad spot. The drivers in. are the tip of the iceberg. That's it. It's a bad and there's spot. a big, there's a lot underneath it. And and like like I said, you you had to deal with it Daytona 500, right? But it's, yeah, not and, everybody and you just knows try the to deal story. with it as quickly as possible. But it's like, and it, it, listen, it's gonna happen, right? Like. Your teammates racing with the same equipment as you. You're going to run around them. You're going to be around them a lot, most likely. At some point, you're going to race around them a lot. And something's probably going to happen. And there's, like, different rules with you racing your teammate, right? Like, you know. Rules of engagement, if you will. Yeah. Not not that it's, like, not going the 100% thing, but it's saying, like, oh, okay, what can I do to my team? Or am I okay to punt him out of the way or not? Right? Is that okay? Probably not. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's different. Like, if. If you were in front of me or something like You're that, shipping me, I and and you probably wouldn't be as mad. No, but if you were my teammate and that, I shipped you, right, you're gonna be pissed. Yeah, I'll be like, and Tuesday caught me, but yo, what were you like? What are you doing? Right, it's just a different level. As fired up as he is, you better just point him by this weekend. Or <laughs> just go, just go that way. I know. I already know what's gonna happen. It happens every week. It happened again this week too. First, every practice, every single time. You know, because he's like. <laughs> the fastest car and i'm like you know one of the slowest cars so the way it works out like he goes out he's got clean air he's like i'm gonna lay a heater down here here meanwhile here's the 31st in points <laughs> right in front of him right in front of every i mean like every happen, i say every week but it's majority every week, week. freaking show <laughs> there he is again i, I saw it again and then i'm like then i'm like oh yeah <laughs> this week I just showed my nose on the straight. I'm like, maybe, like, please. It's like it's like a show your nose. Like, uh, maybe, please. Let I me gave go. it to you. you I did. gave it to you. You did. I thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and then he qualified right behind me. I was like, oh shit, maybe it's pretty fast. Well, we're, we're hey, okay. It's okay. He wrecked my my other closest friend in the modified race this weekend. No, so I, I heard a lot was, about it. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we're gonna yes. talk about that later. Cause combo shot. <laughs> Got hey, combo. Side, side pocket for the win. <laughs> Drop look, that clock off. Look like racing to me. It was. It was. Like racing. And also, One you can't things. you can't race you can't race a modified and not get yelled at by somebody. I mean, it's, I feel like that's right of passage. Well, I mean, when you have a car that's as tough as a modified, right? It's the same thing as what we're racing now. The cars are so tough and it's, it's so hard brick. to pass. It's a brick. The tire is so big, you got to move them huge if you're going to move them. Dude, right. His bumper really was at noon, straight up, twelve o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it was straight. Oh up. yeah. But that's a great <laughs> point you bring up about racing teammates because if you turn the knob off, like, okay, I'm going to be nice to this guy, and then you have to turn it back. Like, how many times have you tried to help your teammates out and then you lose two spots and you're like. What the hell am I doing? Especially at super speedways. Mm. So it's so. tricky. It's a, it's is the trickiest thing to deal with in a sport when you think about it. Like usually, like if you're on a baseball team, those are those are your guys, and you guys are all on the same team. You out, you win together, or you lose together. Well, on a race team, it's like, well, these are my guys, and and, and this is my team, and, and when I work with them. But if he wins, I don't really win. And but <laughs> uh, uh, that's weird. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's like the most awkward relationship. When when Joe Gibbs told you that there was no spot in the cup sp- the cup side for you, <clears throat> like two weeks following that, if if somebody were to come up to you and be like, Joey, ten years from now you're gonna be competing for your fifth Cup Series title, would you believe them? Um, no, 
No, because I I was pretty certain I was out. Like I my chances were were going to be going back to Xfinity. And I must be honest, once you step down, it's very very hard to have another chance. Right, you're kind of already a marked man at that mm-hmm. point. Like you're, it's going to be really hard to to get back and especially uh, in something that you can compete for a championship. For. Right, and like in the position that I'm in now. Right, mm-hmm. like I mean, if you told me. Yeah, 10 years later, you're going to be driving for Roger Penske in the same car you've been driving the whole time with the same sponsors with Shell and Pennzoil. Like, really? Like, yeah, yeah, sign me up. Like, I'm in a better spot. That'd be a better spot than I am now, right? Like, and and that was, I just didn't, I mean, the stars aligned perfectly for all this to work out. And, I mean, it's a God thing for sure, right? Because I had to go through what I went through to be ready for what I am now. And I mean, I, it, I was this close though from being. What am I going to do the rest of my life? Like, I don't yeah. know. Am I going to do something else besides drive race cars? Like, I, I, those started going through my mind, which I never had that thought in my mind. Like, you think yeah. about how scary that is. Like, there was never a plan B. There was the never damn sure a, being a kickball player. The damn sure is not that. <laughs> I never had a second. Like, yeah. that was it. And like, that's yeah. why I never quit. I'd like, yeah. keep showing up. It's All working right. for you. Hey, poetic. I just keep showing up, man. Poetic Justice, the 20 cars. She's the three good. drivers and a couple, couple uh, sponsors there since you left. So He's in the championship four. He's, hey, they, I think they found <laughs> hey. their guy now. But. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he, he's, doing, he's doing pretty good. All right, you've answered the one car, one track. Do you have a refresher on that question? One car, one track. To race out the rest of your life, what do you pick? Oh. Have I not asked you that question? Uh, I don't know if you you've have. Been on the show Maybe like you have. Times. You probably have. What did I say? Do you remember? No, that's what oh, I'm asking I don't remember again. either. <laughs> Glad it was a real memorable impression I made. <laughs> what is it? If you had to pick one car, one track. Any uh, Bristol. Car? Concrete. Concrete, yes. Um, probably in the uh, the old cars that had like 900 or worse in them. Yeah. You know, like probably uh, 20, when was that? 2012, 13. Separate the men from the boys back then. That was a big. That was like when you were hauling. Like you go to Michigan and you run two twelve. Oh, like that yeah. was the, that was a jam. That like you guess you came off the gas pedal and like you hit the brakes at Michigan. Like whoa, and the probably car, like, yeah, it was awesome. And, and probably not because the car needed it. Probably because the old, <laughs> you know, pucker factor was pretty. I high. mean, it was big. I mean, over two hundred mile an hour average. We qualified at Michigan. It's average. It's crazy. You're booking. Anyway. I've got a championship edition question for. Joseph Logano, do you want to hear? I want to hear it. All right. Sunday night. Yes. Joey Logano is a champion. Two time. Let's go. And there you have it. What did you think I was going to (laughs) say? I don't know. I was wanting to see how long your delay was. Was it too long? No. Just right? Right. Dude, you're locked in. I feel right. I'm not telling y'all who to place your bets on, but I mean, Joey's a lot. Get the hammer out because he's getting (laughs) putting the hammer down this weekend. Joe Ilano, thanks for joining us. Take a penny. Thanks, you. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back. Uh, we got rid of my good buddy Joey. Hope you all enjoyed that. And we picked up two stragglers, two familiar stragglers to my right, Mr. Chuck Bush. Hey. How's it going? Going well. That's good. Good and little also, interview you had. It was good. It wasn't even an interview. He was co-hosting. True. Uh, but we couldn't afford them much beyond what we had them there for 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so the clock get rid was of ticking. Them. I know. We, we pay him by the minute. Yes. Uh, and then we have Ice Cold Blue Mountain Takes. Hey, Merriman. Welcome back. Good to be here. How was your weekend? It was good. I watched a couple of good races. There was a lot of good races. It was a it was a race back from Martinsville to the hospital down here. Thought the baby was coming early. Mm. Got got ten minutes away from the front gate of the speedway on Saturday. Gonna take the kids up to watch Xfinity race. Lindsay's like, uh, we might need to turn around. No. Yeah. We well, almost touched triple digits in the old Sienna. But no baby yet. No baby yet. Why didn't you drive the rest of the way to Martinsville? Get two hot dogs because that would have done the trick. I was oh, just yeah. taking and had a kid in the infield care center. It'd be free if you had a yeah. hard card. Should have done that. Yeah. No four. Way to drop the ball. And also, you can name your kid Martin. Four it's going to be a girl. Martine. <laughs> Martina. Martina. <laughs> Martinasville. Have they ever delivered a baby in the infield care center? That's a know. great question. Like that, Ken was, Martin would know. I was mentally preparing myself to have to do it in the back of the van, and I was not looking forward oh. to it. Baby's still in there. <laughs> Martinaville Merriman. But you missed the boat. Yeah. Yep. They, they they could have given you a clock too, or you could have given him your clock oh, for the baby. Nice. It's no, like my, a birth, birthday present. No, my uh, my clock stayed in my house. Okay. Did you get the clock yesterday? Did you drive up the phone? Yeah. So I learned something. One because I've never won in Martinsville, haven't won in about a decade, but so that was nice. But I learned that the clock that you see on stage, people taking pictures with, is just a prop that they take the decals off of. Because I was looking, I was kind of looking at the backside. I'm like, this thing's all kind of gobbled up. I don't want this thing. It's like. Yeah, all, mean, I think nice all the one. internals are like glued together and stuff too. Right, that's like a fake one. Yeah. But the same one they had for the mot, they had the same one you take a picture with, with you know Virginia is, is for Racing Lovers two hundred is the same one that Christopher Bell was taking a picture with on Sunday. They just swapped the decals yeah. out. But the one that they drop off at the hauler, and I unboxed that sucker yesterday. It is chef's kiss. So when you were when they were yelling at you. And you were standing on the stage, and you told them to come wind your clock. They actually couldn't actually physically wind the clock. Uh, that no, was on stage. They couldn't wind that clock. That clock. They okay. could come over to the house and wind the one, but I believe You're that, that you plug you plug it in, and it winds itself. Huh? What technology? Yeah, I don't believe in that. It's electric. It's electric. It's got a plug. I haven't built it yet because it's got the deals that hang down. It's got the ding dong thing that hangs down. You know, Pen- pendulum. <laughs> yep, that thing. Yeah. Yo, that that. <laughs> I, I give it two nights. I've never seen a grandfather clock you plug in the wall before. Is it digital? I don't know. Once I get it all together, like I've got all it the must, stuff. It might have a light in it or something. Maybe. Yeah. It's sweet, dude. Like, 
you can see from the side, obviously it's got the deals and like how intricate it is and the little deal with the teeth that spins. Every time that thing goes off, I'm going to just remember my greatness, Chuck. And so have you heard it <laughs> chime yet? No. You can uh, turn that off if it keeps kids up. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, you can't think talk I, I, We've been friends a long time. And I sat right here last week. And I said, hey, man, I know I ask you for a lot of favors, but I need one. Please just don't wreck Jimmy. What's what, the one thing I did? What happened? <laughs> what uh, I, I don't think you, like, any cup driver that's in the field that's involved in a wreck late in a race and wins. You could say he, a, he blew it. Is a son of a <laughs> Yeah, no matter what. So, like, you obviously. You want me to give the cliff notes? You get no grace there. So, no. yes, tell us tell us what happened. Cliff notes. First off, you carved up Matt Hirschman. Like, arguably the one of the best modif- top three or four modified drivers of all time. He like big money Matt. He had a good car. We had a smoking good car. Qualified fifth, got to second, was kind of pacing off of him because I'm like, all right, I don't know how hard I can go on these tires because they're that much. They're so different. And I'm like, I think he's kind of holding me up a little bit. He started getting a little bit tight. And it's interesting how different the cars were, but the same driving techniques still showed up. Right? How much entry speed you carry into the corner, just the timing of your hands, timing of your feet, where the grip migrates over the run, the right side tires will lay down a patch of grip where you want to kind of go around it or split it or go underneath of it. Uh, A lot of similarities between the modified and everything else you race there, even though it's vastly different, but got the lead uh, lap 30 or so, and then it went green from 30 to like 125. And then the pit crew that we assembled, not quite the flying aces of the junkyard dogs, if you will. It was you. And yep. you're too scared to stick your hands in a wheel of a modified because you don't trust me from dropping the clutch <laughs> and ripping your arms off. Call it scared. Call it not dumb enough. Call it. Call what you will. Not business gonna, decision. Scared. Not, not going to take business. Call it, it, call it a business. Let's call it a business decision. He gets. I've had it. <laughs> i got to speak my mind. <laughs> Tell me. Martinsville modified race is hard to win. Not only as a driver, but Justin Bonsignor, Eric Goodale, these guys, Tommy Baldwin, they have good pit crews for modified pit stops, right? You're not going to show up with a pastor, a kid from the pit school, Corey's pastor, his brother, me, and the pride of Italy, Marcello Rafano, a Stafford modified race car driver, and just compete with these guys. They do it every week, right? And these guys are like, the guys that are on pit crews for modifieds are blue collar guys that work jobs for a living and this is what they do like they are tapped in we are showing up with Corey to have fun and compete but like you can't practice there's no practice hub there's no pit practice for it so cody who works at the powder coach shop he had never changed wide fives before and he couldn't with the guns and everything we had set up he couldn't hit get to the lug nuts wasn't a great pit stop we also lost we didn't it didn't lose us the race because they were planning was, on not pitting it to was take a fuel. Blessing in disguise, almost. And we really didn't lose that many spots because only like twelve. No, we <laughs> the three guys that we were <laughs> racing, in. we came out right with the sixty you, and the seventy-seven. You came in what what what, what position you came you came in, and then you you came First. out. Yeah, but here's the deal. There's 14th. rules. There's rules where you can't gas and do fuel. You can't do fuel and tires at the same time. So everybody had already done their fuel earlier in the race, and we stayed out right. to lead. Yes. So. It wasn't apples and oranges. Didn't look great, but... Almost lost a lap, but who's counting? There's only one common denominator between this stop 
in the stop at New Hampshire. And it's me. Yeah. So maybe I'll just go sit in the grandstands with Harper and say, go, Corey. I still need you. So then after the pit stop, uh, pulled the belts tight, got after it, carved some guys up, went from, I think we restarted top row, maybe seven. So 14th, got to fourth over the course of 50 laps. Ten laps to go. Pay window's about to open, Chuck. John McKennedy, who is now the the Wheeling Modified Tour champion, Jimmy Blewett, who he grew up, Ryan grew up sleeping on his couch, and who he asked me specifically not to wreck, is on is right in front of me. Kyle bouncing yours in third. I'm fourth. My plan was, I'm like, okay, my chances of winning from this position are fairly low. I'm probably gonna need another need another yellow, get to the front row so I can launch and and crowd them and and get to the lead. So. My game plan was Jimmy's going to get a good restart. We're going to roll the top in three and four or one and two. And my hope is that Jimmy clears the leader down the backstretch so I can roll to his right rear tire and just kind of like see where that goes. Jimmy gets a good launch into one. We roll. And now Jimmy's got like a half car length lead and I'm pushing him tight. We are up against the wall as tight as you can get. The leader's tight to Jimmy's left side and the guy running third gets his right front into my left rear, which turns me like six inches was enough to get me into the right rear of the leader, which got him into the left rear of Jimmy, and both, all three cars that were next to me just get wiped out. And I came away leading, and there's a green white checkered, and then I drove away and won. It was the spot on the straightaway where you kind of set yourself back up for the corner. So everybody gets settled down off of two, and then you kind of take your arc or wherever you're going to go in the corner, and... There was just no give and take there. It wasn't, Super like tight. I said, there was n- there was no malicious intent. Tommy was mad, so Tommy was yelling at Corey. Corey was yelling back. Everybody was frustrated. And then I, I look over, frustrated. and Mike Helton was just oh, no, no, standing on the front stretch chuckling. Right, so I'm standing on the stage. We're taking pictures. Tommy Baldwin's, oh, you're a hack. You've always been a hack. That's why you don't want good on Sundays because you're a hack. And uh, and I'm start I'm chipping back at him right back and forth we're jawing and and Mike Helton is literally two feet behind Tommy and I like peek up and and Mike's just like <laughs> just chuckling <laughs> just chuckling shoulders going up and down. Do you, have, do you have a good clap back? I just told him he'd come over and wind my clock anytime. I said some other stuff too oh, in between yeah. there, but that was kind of like the yeah yeah. But hey, like if you race a modified and you don't have somebody mad at you, you probably didn't run good enough. So we came in there with one intention. Somebody is always going to be mad. It's just Yankees, man. Yeah. New Jersey, Long why, Island, Connecticut. Why are y'all all so angry? It's just they're just going to be mad. So it is what it's because they're passionate. So what it is? I had a blast. It was weird for me because like you want to win that race, and it's like a, it's just one of those races that I've always wanted to win. Even though yeah. you know I've won there with a with a Cup car and been part of teams that do that. It's like man, I got to win this race with my best buddy, but I can't even celebrate because the only other person in the world that I'm as close to is Corey is Jimmy. And I'm like, James, his kids here. And like, I'm not, you're just not going to celebrate. Like, um, I'm just, it was at odds with myself, but it was a lot of fun. It was fun to be with Beaver Dragon, your brother, yep. Casey LaJoy and all our friends. And it was just like the, the bad news bears. Well, cause like there's been multiple times that I had the chance to get like cup crews to go to snowball derby, to do modified races. And I don't think I've ever elected to do that. Like we went oh, we just down as friends. We just did it as buddies. It's like if you're going to go down, if you're going to build the car with your buddies, you're going to go down there and you're going to spend all week in an Airbnb 
practice, slinging tires, drinking beer, doing all the fun stuff. Like if you win the race, I want it to be with people who have been in the trenches with me the whole time. Yeah. And uh, so kudos to Bono and uh, his wife, Elizabeth, and uh, Rob Fuller for helping put that deal together. That was a lot of fun. Love to do it three, four times next year. They go to Richmond. They go to Loudon and Martinsville, obviously. And they go to North Wilkesboro, too, in September. So we'll see what lines up with the old cup schedule. Um, might see me in that thing a little more. Who knows? I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Speaking of pit stops, a lot of pit stop drama in Martinsville. Good for the 20, bad for the 11. He won the race. And another walk-off win. I mean... Right. Just saying. Yeah, somebody I didn't called. realize anything else so, happened besides Ross Chastain and the Hail Mary. called that one. Just saying. You know. You <laughs> called it? I did. I'm pretty sure, 99% sure that I said Bell, Bell could win, and you all looked, looked at me like I had three heads. Bell could win, or you picked him to win? I, you said, who's your pick? 20. That was like my gut reaction. Love that. And then I like backtracked off of it, mm. I think, if I'm remembering correctly. You should go play the lottery. I felt bad for Christopher Bell because it's like, and your winner, Christopher Bell. Woo. All right, we're going to talk to Ross Chastain. Ah! <laughs> Everybody went crazy. Well, even the final lap, like, they're following Ross. Like, 20, he'll go, cool, 20's doing his thing. But they were following Ross there. It Which, was more important what the 20 car did winning because he wasn't even close. Right. So to go up there and win, like, it was more impressive what the 20 did than what the one car did, but the optics were way cooler if you're the but one. They, so much cooler. They covered his move up to the front after yeah. the pit stop. So, I mean, they, they covered that. They had that story. And then Ross and Denny, that tie break, like that's – like as Bell's walking away with it, that's your story right there, Ross and Denny. Electric, bro. Dude, Blaney could have done it. Like we were right there. Could have, but we he could have done it. But so, I just don't know that his moral compass is there to do that. I just – there is like a a damn wire that has to be loose for you to just think about doing it. I'm I, telling you. I saw Blaney after he goes, I guess I should just put it on the fence. Yeah, but no, I looked at the Delta, and it was a second and a half um, was how much time it was worth. He was two seconds behind Chris Bell. He wouldn't okay. have got there. Yeah. 
That would because he needed a win because he wouldn't have been able to point his way in. Yeah, but like at that point, nobody knew what the delta was. Now we have now everybody's got now data, we have data on how much it's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's worth uh, one point four six seconds. Uh, Dude, but like Ross did that. Not to get too far off topic, but like some some gun is lawless, reckless. Do you think if you had that opportunity, like you guys kind of came the same route, right? And he's driving for an owner who doesn't particularly follow the same rules that everybody has for years as a younger guy that sees stuff differently. Like, is that something that you would think about doing if you were in that position or? It's easy to say what you would or wouldn't do until it's sitting in front of you. That's why, like Harvick said, everybody can talk that talk until you, the one that's got to put them on the dash. And he took his watermelons and put them on the dash, bro. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Like Daniel Ricardo said on his Instagram story, that's some hero shit. Is that what he said? Yes. He was talking about Ross. <laughs> yeah, he had a, he had the video reposted. That's some hero shit. Yeah, it was well, like, you know, you can look at Ross. He was driving, he was driving Spire Motorsports' '77 car when it wasn't even a team, when it was just a car out of a warehouse with a charter with used tires. Bro, he was driving two Spire, years ago. He was driving Spire Motorsports motorhome to the racetrack. Right, Spire to agencies get to the racetrack. Like two and a half years ago. Yeah. So like. I think there's a little bit of that, and I don't want to, like, poo-poo on anybody, but, like, the sport and the blue-chip guys and, like, the cool guys in the garage think he could just be driving JD Motorsports flex seal car for the rest of his career, and they'd just be fine with that. And when you aren't part of that club or that clique and you come in, that's when you do stuff like that because you're like, whatever. Like, the driver code. Everyone's talking about driver code. Well, guess what? He's not in the golf guys tour. He's not playing basketball. He's not part of the – he's not flying on planes with those guys. He's grinding. So that that makes him dangerous. Zinger's coming. That's I'm Zinger's like, coming. Trying to be a d- but that's the – dude, I'm telling you, that makes it harder. He's a disruptor. Right? And there's a reason all those guys don't really like Joey. Like Joey's not in the clique with, with that bunch, and maybe that's why – I'm not you trying to – You think they're jealous like, of his segue? Because he's – Because he's – That killer mom. mustache, those <laughs> aviators. <laughs> True no, art. and you're right, though. It's like he is the new guy to the club. He's, he's the new the guy million, to the club. And he's club. not in the millionaire's club. No. Nope. Like he's not. He's not worried about trying to be a cool guy. Nope. Can we just point out, do you remember who was the f- highest finishing driver at Phoenix in the first race? Don't look at the back end of the rundown, Chuck. Highest finishing driver of those four? four. I believe it was Roswick. Roswick. Yeah. P2. Joseph 11th, or 8th, Chase 11th. And then I don't know how it happened to Chris Bell. He qualified 4th and finished like 26th. So for someone like Christopher Bell, that, you know, this has been a season where he has had two walk-off wins in the playoffs when he needed to. I mean, you could put him in the same vein with that as like a Kevin Harvick. Is Chris Bell the new closer? No, he just won two races. When he um, needed to. Like, yeah, yeah. In, in what the did, biggest pressure-packed races and the must-needed wins of them all. What did Kevin Harvick really do to get labeled the closer? I mean, he won the Daytona 500 like that, which is, you know, biggest race of the year. I think Atlanta, like the way he would run Atlanta yeah. would maybe yeah. be the closer. Sure. But speaking of segues, this is a good segue to Boats and Woes. Because yes, this shit's it is. off the rails. It is off the rails. Let's get this shit back on the rails. Pit Road, Boats and Woes, right after this. Pit Road, Boats and Woes. The 11 car had a woe this weekend, bro. Man, I, Gabe Hart really doo-dooed on those guys, too. Did he? And it's just tough. Like, I got, I, I'll go back at Gabe Hart with this. You took the 18 team, who was one of the best in the 
in the regular season, right? There's a reason that the 18 was leading mechanics where when they got plucked from the 18 car to go to the 11 when the 18 got knocked out. And he has not done much with them. So there is a real thing, and it's not tangible or measurable, but what environment is he creating that is not is – it, is it him? Is it his team that's not creating an environment for them to be successful? And that's a real thing because I've been part of it on on two different – you know, on a, on a team where it's really easy to be successful and a team where you think everybody's out to get you. Who's, so, the, who's done it the best? That you've worked with, uh, it's it's a collective group, and a lot of times it starts with the driver, because the driver at the end of the day is the leader of the team, the crew chief, the car chief, everybody, even down to the truck drivers, they all have a part in team morale, and it only takes one bad egg to to hurt a whole team, but I I would be looking, obviously confidence the the equation on pit road has always been consistency breeds confidence confidence builds speed now if they lost a little bit of confidence and they lost a little bit of consistency which it looks like they did that could be a team thing and it's hard to build confidence it's it takes weeks to build it and seconds to lose it well whose old team advanced on to the next round by winning the race by having a good day Oh, yeah, we look at the 20 car and that's Bubba's old team and yep. that's a young team and it's headlined by JD Gibbs's son jackson gives and look man i felt like we were racing them at the end of the race and we busted off our fastest stop that we have in months and you know maybe the fastest of the company and one of the fastest of the race and i got up and i was jawing talking shit to them and they they held their own and that is that's a big deal they got you know a bunch of young guys on that car that were crucified in the media earlier this season and gibbs stuck by them and here they are to that that last pit stop. Where'd they come in? They came in leading, and they went out the first car on four tires. We were next to them, and we checked up because the 24 had taken two. So it was a little bit weird if you just look at pluses and minuses because the 14 stayed out, the 24 and the 5 took two tires, yada, yada. But you can really mess that stop up because it's just a there's a lot of pressure there. So for them guys to nail that um, – they were P2 on the day. The 22 had a little bit of personnel shake up this week. They were they were P1 on the day. Even sometimes if sometimes when there's just a little personnel shake up, it's like adds a a little bit of a spark or a little bit of focus to where it they went P1 on the day and they gained 10 spots on the day. So I look at this metric, the 12 car, we we gained five spots on the day, but it just wasn't enough. We just weren't as strong as the 20 car was on the racetrack. You'll have that. You'll have that. And then I look look Gosh, ahead to Phoenix. Y'all just were so close. Not close enough. Not just this time. Every week. Yeah, it's it's disheartening, obviously, when you look back at this round and see how many points we left on the table. Really, our worst finish should have been third. We had an issue at Vegas running, you know, second or third there with the, the 22. And then when the 22 was passing, I don't know if we were second or third, we crashed. And then... Obviously, the thing at Homestead, but it's part of being a team, man. You win and lose as a team. So, And Roswick had the best round of everybody. Ross had the best round of everybody, and guess what else his two, team two has? Two, two, and a five. His, his team has – They got a rap They got a rap song. They have a rap song, but they also have, more importantly, the best 
four tire pit stop average of the season. They are the fastest through the whole season, and that's hard a, to do. At a what? At a ten point two seven. So these guys are good. Like you don't discredit them, and they've shown up big moments. Now they've had some issues earlier in the playoffs. I don't know if it's Darlington or where we're at, but they remember they were P one at Vegas, and they haven't been outside of the top ten very much at all this season. And to uh, to have to lead that, they're P1 in overall pit stop time, but they're P4 in spots gained. They've gained over 50 spots on pit road this year. So mm. there's not really many metrics on the 22 car being that back in, I think it was 2018 when Joey won the title, they put Graham Stoddard Jackman on that car at Martinsville with two or three races to go. Sparked the team, went on to win the win the title. He comes back from suspension. He was on Blaney's car, and uh, they put him back on that car, Spark team, and they go P1 this weekend. So is that something that they can turn around this weekend for Phoenix? I, I, I don't know, but when we look at all the measurables, right, the 22 and the 20, the 1 and the 9 car, the 9 car was in pit stall 1 this week. They ended up 17th on average. I don't know, they're, but they're also, they can be as good as anybody. And I, I don't know the whole tale of the tape there. If their car wasn't good, if they were adjusting on it, if they had issues getting out of their box, sometimes that pit stall one is actually pit stall two at Martinsville. Sometimes it's more of a trap than it is a good stall. I think we were in 30, and that was a really good stall. It was good. Yeah, because straightaway with the opening out. If you can be on the straightaway there and see your car coming, it's a, it's a big deal. But then you throw the five car in there. They were P3 this weekend. Most of the – the five and the 24 – have had a ton of speed throughout the playoffs and the nine car has been a little bit more inconsistent, but pit road was one last year or the championship was one last year on pit road. So it's going to be super important this year. I'm excited to see what the tire fall off is heading to Phoenix. And, uh, man, we've just seen so much on pit road this year. Good, bad, or indifferent that it's going to be hectic. Do you you think the nine takes 24 pit crew? This no. weekend? Nope. Alan Gustin has his guys, I believe, and Alan sticks with those guys, and they are good. They are good. They've won a championship before, all those guys, and through thick and thin, they've stuck together, and they can. You you only got to put together, you know, maybe five good stops to to win this deal. Just win your big cup. Who do you like the best? I'm a homer, man. I like the 22. I do like the 22. I work with those guys every day. And I like the uh, – Are they as locked in as their driver is today? They're locked in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're locked in. But, man, that 20 car, too, that would be – if it wasn't the 22, the 20 car would be a feel-good story for me with those with that pit crew. And Y'all are sleeping on Ross. I, sleeping I'm on not, I'm not. I haven't slept on Ross all year. I was the first one that said he was championship favorite because he won the most races. His pit crew's great. They got a strong team. What's he got? 14, 15 – top fives this year like almost half the races he's finishing in the top five he's also pissed off half the field i think they gave christopher bell denny hamlin's setup for the number fedex car and then they set the kyle number Bush's, fedex car the, they, <laughs> then, FedEx. They, then they gave kyle bush the setup out of the actual fedex truck, <laughs> dude, the truck it kyle. doesn't take much for one of these next gen cars to drive atrocious yeah but dude, dude bj mcleod drove by the 18 car well he got better at the end Kyle, Kyle, at least he wasn't like apps like he wasn't going Bro. down two laps of BJ. But who had BJ McLeod passing Kyle Bush 
on the first run of Martinsville on their bingo card this week. Uh, nobody should ever have that. And Kyle Busch, at worst, should maybe be 25th. Maybe. I just don't think it's people realize how hard it is, man. I get how Every... hard it is. I do. But Eminem's people also the... don't realize how good he is and how good of equipment he's in. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I... it's, it, uh, inexcusable. It's it's bad. It's it, bad, and it's a bad look, man. And especially Eminem's car running that bad on Halloween. Spooky. <laughs> it's like, doesn't make sense. It's, trick or treat, dude. Spooky. It was definitely a trick. Not no. a treat. That, that no, was not. not a treat. You know what's been a treat, though? Race for the championship. That was a great drive. That was really good. Oh, that was good. It has that's been really good. good. <laughs> that's just, that's just good. Um, I'm glad to see you're getting good at something this year. Yeah. <laughs> episode episode 10? I thought that there was our, there, I thought there was 10 in the whole series. Yeah. This episode coming up right now. That will yeah. come week. out Thursday. You know, it's got Las Jay- Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville. Mm. It is the final episode. But there will be a Bonus director's cut, if you will. Not really a director's cut, but there is a bonus footage episode that's like a re-air that'll have Phoenix in there and and the championship. They're adding about 10 minutes on the back end of it. Dude, Mm. kudos to everybody doing that for turning that stuff around in three days. For sure, dude. Well, and especially with quite possibly the one of the most historic races in NASCAR history, to have that as your storyline. Where do you rate that Ross Chastain moment? The top. It's, it's number top. one. It is. The uh, number if he one. wins the championship, it is. No, no. Bigger no. than. No, no. In terms of the eyeballs it's put right on us, it is. Now. Bro, I was walking through the coffee shop this morning. Three different people sitting there on their phone watching. Don't know about nothing. Just sitting there watching Ross Chastain. Is it bigger than Petty and Pearson at Daytona when they wreck, go in the grass and gets it gathered up and gets Wait, across? Wh- well, first off, the number one moment in the history of the sport. 79. Uh, please tell me passing the grass and I'm about to come over. This <laughs> no, it's, it's got to be the fight. It wasn't even a racing incident. That's like that's like when I think a about moment. this and so many people watching this Ross Chastain moment, like can you imagine sitting around the water cooler when they started fighting in 79 and they're like, you know, oh, we got to go watch this shit next week. Well, yeah. we've got the same thing with a dude who just put it on the wall. You know, I don't, I don't think that like you can rank those as no, but one I'm is saying better than the other. The they impact are, is similar. They are seminal moments in the history of the sport that propel it to that next level. People that don't watch the sport are talking about it, and that is the number one metric for: Are we doing what we need to do? You can say passing the grass. You can say one hot night. I've been hearing this. It wasn't a pass in the grass. And he now. just went down there. And it wasn't even that hot. It wasn't even that hot of a night. <laughs> it was, it was like 78. It was nighttime. It was nighttime. And also, if Kyle Petty right rears somebody down the straightaway now, you get set up for a week. Why are we Why are we like talking about it like there was some great thing about damn near killed Davey House? Easy on Kyle. But you hit the nail on the head. All the great moments that have happened in the sport, we appreciate because we're racers, right? Not everybody knows it. Everybody in the world saw what Ross, what Ross Chastain did. I mean, Fernando Alonso is between everybody. F1, F1 drivers are talking about it. it. Yeah, it goes it, – the scope, the scope of what he did exceeds the sport. Yeah. It, and it makes us all look like we use like daredevils, like holy mackerel. Yeah. And you, We needed the old – Entertainment knob cranked up a couple, he, couple he, notches. He just put it to eleven, I think. He, Bro, ripped the knob off. Yeah, hit the Nas. Dude, TV numbers this week to the moon. So. Bro, on, but just think about it. And like we t- we keep talking about how much you have to turn that knob off. 
But in a season where safety, especially the back half of the season, safety has been the number one concern. We have drivers out in concussion protocol. We had a driver pull off the racetrack because his eggs were scrambled. Homeboy grabbed fifth gear and put it on the fence. Bro, never can't talk about it enough. Lifted. Like, not like a, like, I'm going to think about it. Just flat line. The, the time it took him to process it, he is in turn two and says, what do I need to do? You got to get two spots. Sixteen-ish, yep. maybe seconds, less, probably less. No, no, way less than that. Yeah, way less. But Seven. So from from the time that he that's said, why, what do I got to get to when they say checkered flag, that's, that's 16 That's seconds. why that tells me that it was in his bag. He knew what he was worth. Todd Gordon said it, it he, on Inside he did the it Race. On, he had to do it on the simulator. He had to. Have. Todd Gordon said it on Inside the Race that Joey Logano, and he referenced it, Joey did earlier in this show, but Todd Gordon said that at least since 2018, Joey has been practicing that in the simulator for Phoenix when it was the cutoff race ahead of Homestead. How rough is that ride? I don't know. I've never done it. I can show you when you blow a right front and hit the fence, it does not feel good. I know, but you're also like... He also rode the fence all the Bro, way around. Bro, it was over five Gs. People have never even experienced one G, you know, like in their life. A normal Dover G, your vertical load there might be 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9, you know, like, and that still feels like your neck's about to, like, you know, fall off. Well, I mean, you go ride the Intimidator down here at Carowinds before they put the new oh, kink in it. That was about one. They, they were getting close to one G, I think. Okay. When they, ride a roller coaster yeah. on the old kink. Yep. Times that by five. And that's what Ross Chastain was riding that roller coaster at Martinsville. Wow. Round of applause for Ross Chastain. Yeah. He's the penny stacker of the week. Jenny <laughs> was trying to be nice and put me down for a modified win for penny stacker. Here's the thing. You can't be penny stacker of the week. I can't be. It's not in the rules. I don't write the rules, but I do. <laughs> some other, I feel like you, you some are other the guy, writer on this. I forgot his name. Maybe Braden. He hands, up, he hands me like five pennies glued together. He's like, hey, man, I gave this to you. And this is in Martinsville. This is for you. Can I be paying stack of the week? I said, no, bro, you know the rules. But I just gave him a shout-out. So there's your shout-out. He stacked pennies and gave them to you. He glued pennies together and gave them to me. So technically he was a penny stacker. I I don't think that was his name. But, you know. Whatever. He knows. Whatever. Bross Chastain, bro, yeah. is the penny stack of the week. Because that was also a big payday for my man going from getting that one car between fifth to eighth or tenth, wherever he could end up in points. To guaranteed to be in the top four, payday. Well, and I'll tell you what, if you tune in this Thursday to race for the championship at 10 p.m. on USA, you can hear him talk about it because they interviewed him after the race uh, for the show. So there's a little bit more in-depth stuff that you didn't see on the track, stuff that you didn't get in that post-race interview. They're going to have it. So if you miss it live, set your DVR. Who rolls? Or you can go check the Peacock app Friday morning. You know what the worst part about getting knocked out of the playoffs is? What's that? I just shaved my playoff beard. Oh. Yeah. I'm the only beard Is that what you called here. that? I was thinking about shaving mine to a mustache. Wow. It's getting too itchy. Is it getting itchy? It's getting a little itchy. Dude, I got the perfect thing for you. What you got? Chuck? I got some honest Amish. Really? <laughs> Have you checked them out? Not yet. Why not? Because it's been a, a long week. Well, you're, you're talking about it's itchy. You do I know. I need it. I need it. Well, you've got some phrase. you got some damn stragglers there. They got bombs for you, too. They got oils, bombs. Waxes? Soaps. We need to get a box of Amish, Amish for the studio. I got some at the house, actually. I'll bring you some. Because they're made with organic and natural ingredients, Chuck. Yeah. Only the best high-quality products. Handmade in USA. 100% satisfaction. Guaranteed. 
What more can you ask for? You can't ask for anything more. I, I know what I, I would like a promo code oh. if I had a beard. That's what I would ask for. Yeah. You know what? I got one for you. It's called Stacking Pennies. Use no Stacking Pennies at HonestAmish.com and get 20% off your order. And free shipping over 35 bucks. Chuck, that's a deal you can't beat. So go check them out. Honest Amish is the best for Chuck, your beard, and Merriman, your beard, and my beard, and whatever. That's uh, not a beard. I'll do it on my eyebrows or some shit. <laughs> Dude, you'd have, you'd have some <laughs> nice. Brows. You know what? I just want to go get to Phoenix and see how this thing shakes out, Chuck. It's going to be great. Y'all continue to send us in your postseason penny for your thoughts. Hashtag penny for your thoughts. And, uh, and make sure you like, rate, review, download, all the things to keep this thing on the road. That way we can also decide how many off-season shows we're going to do for you guys, see if we can't get some special guests. Got one this weekend, Saturday night. If you're in Phoenix, come to the barn. Yeah, we'll be there at the Xfinity race hanging out in person with the Xfinity Series champion. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Tyrone Gibbs? Is it going to be Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, or Justin Allgaier? I'm going Ty Gibbs. You're going, Xfinity. You're going Ty and Zane Smith and Trucks. Ooh. My heart wants Allgaier. Okay. My brain says Noah. Dude, Noah's been on a heater. He has been on a heater. So I'm going. Trucks. Oh, Trucks. Trucks. I li- oh, Zane. Okay. I'm going Zane. I like Zane. But since you guys all pick Zane, I'll just go with Ty Majeski. He's, he's on a, a heater. short track guy. He's on a heater. And uh, I, I'm going to go with two short track guys. Ty Majeski and Josh Berry. Ooh. I like that. Ooh. That'd be a good little, you know, a short, good little championship lineup for the boys. Short tracks, Merriman. He got Majeski and Gregson. They're screwed. Odds <laughs> are it'll be a JRM Xfinity driver. You got a seventy-five percent shot of that. <laughs> That's my pick, JRM. And you guys are our pick because you tune into us babble each and every week. We appreciate y'all and thank you for tuning in right here on Stacking Picks.